0: finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today I have an interview with Aaron from the company Final. They're telling us that our credit card is broken, but they've got the fix for it. Millennial money with Shauna Compton game. It will expand your brain. All right, Aaron, I am so excited to have you join me on the podcast and talk all about uh, your product, Final.
1: Yeah, happy to be here.
0: So this is a relatively new concept even to, you know, myself and I really love the tagline on your website that the credit card was broken and you guys fixed it. So explain to us a little bit about how the credit card was broken and what the fix is.
1: Yeah, so you know, when we started the company, we looked at the industry as a whole and realized you know, credit cards were launched in the 1960s. And for the most part, you know, after the first few years of iteration, nothing much has changed. But the consumer experience, how we shop and how we live our lives has fundamentally changed, especially even in the last five years, right? So we looked at it and said, how has shopping changed? How have we lived our life changed? How do we how do we make this more in line with what is a piece of Americana, which is you know, common in the American experience, which is a credit card, right? 600 million cards are issued, uh, credit cards are issued. Uh, so ha- how do we actually change it? So we thought through it and said, what would we want? How we live our life. Um, and we looked at how we spend money. And so what we ended up building and what we are at final is really the world's first digital credit card. Uh, we still have a physical kind of credit card so that we can actually still work in the physical world because about 50% of spend, uh, and unfortunately shrinking is there. And you'll see this in kind of all the retail stats of how the Macy's and JC and, uh, those shops of the world are actually shrinking and malls are disappearing. But then we also looked at it and said, how do I make sure that I'm aligned with how I spend my money digitally or, you know, online, um, or over the phone even. Right. Uh, and so we said, what is the experience I want? And when we started the company, we looked at a bunch of different kind of uh, analogs that we liked in other companies. And it was, you know, Zappos from their customer experience and how they'll pick up any phone call and they'll try to help you in any which way. Uh, We looked at, you know, uh PayPal and how they had really I mean PayPal and Venmo and they had simplified the the concept of money to consumers and let them just live their life and so we said how do we apply this to the credit card which is ubiquitous and so one of the things we did is we give you multiple card numbers and none of them are kind of tied together besides at this ultimate account level. So each of them is independent and can be reissued. Really we one way we think about it and explain it to people is similar to like Facebook permissions where each application has its own set of permissions or really just multiple authorized users on the account, but you're just that person. So with two clicks, you can generate, uh, and this is where some of the magic is, either a one-time-use card number where you want to buy a spare airline ticket, but you don't necessarily trust them. So you give them a one-time-use number, and then you, have to ne- you never have to remember that again, or you want to pay for Netflix, and you give them merchant specific number um, and, and actually rolling out very shortly is the ability to set it so that it's only 9.99 that they can charge and nothing more in case they up their prices and they don't tell you which is what one of those things that happens more so with Comcast and kind of those providers than anything else. Um, And so that's just kind of one aspect of how we really went down and rethought the credit card experience. You know, I can dive into how we've digitized kind of all communications and we're really the first credit card, at least in the US, that does email first servicing. And we actually intend to have it that way. Uh, Every single email we send doesn't come from no reply at let's say city.com. It comes from support at getfinal.com, which is our support handle. And you reply to it and we do as our, our best damn job to actually take care of you and answer your question. And then as things kind of get to more, and I say this because, you know, the banking people and the regulators ask us this, but as we get to a more sensitive topic, we actually move it to obviously phone where we have to do verification, all those things. But th- this is just how we think about a legacy product, which is a credit card and is fully ubiquitous. And how do I you know, bring it towards this kind of day and age that I live in and I live on my phone and things like that.
0: So it's actually a credit card, right? I mean, like you could go out to dinner and eat or or whatever and and use this credit card as well as, you know, all the stuff that you buy online, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, I used it at a coffee shop this morning. Uh, Every time I've been, you know, going to the grocery store recently, I've actually been using Apple Pay because we support that. We're very complimentary to the existing ecosystem. We just like to think that we're, we're supercharging the credit card and then thinking through kind of the rest of the experience.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, obviously, the idea of fraud is on everybody's mind. I think hardly anybody probably listening to this podcast hasn't been a victim in one way, shape or form. Why do you think fraud is, um, is happening so much more now these days?
1: Yeah, I mean, fraud's actually always been there. And this industry has done a really good job at managing and managing, uh, you know, consumer perception of it. Uh, What we're seeing is that it's a really easy way for fraudsters to actually make money, right? Uh, The banks are on a lot of legacy technology that don't adapt quickly. So uh, we're seeing a lot of it because it's just, it's free money to the fraudsters. Um, And if they're based out of outside the US, it's really hard to track them down and kind of go after them. The other thing is the industry just hasn't kind of Uh, upgraded its technology as a whole to adapt to how we spend. So, you know, if you really think about your personal finances, you really have cards on file or you've given this number out to, you know, for a recurring basis, about 10 different merchants, you know, Netflix, Spotify, Comcast. And I'm, I'm kind of pulling some of my own Uber Lyft, right? Um, but then about another 10 to 50 more merchants have that card number either from swiping or just by putting it online because you wanted to buy one transaction. So each and every time you put that card number out there, it's just another vector for a fraudster to steal it. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the target.coms or the walmart.coms where it gets breached. They, you know, a lot of the times in the most recent ones, they actually sit in line at the hotel sites or the hotels in themselves because, you know, a hotel's business isn't to be security proof from a, a technology perspective. It's to provide you accommodation. So it's just there's a lot of low hanging fruit in, fruit in the industry that fraudsters are going after. And while protections are being put in place, we thought about this and said, things aren't gonna go fast enough and we really if you look at the solutions available and the technology that should have been built 20 years ago and put in consumers hands uh, well let's let's do that today and we you know we kind of see ourselves you know Apple pay has put out a lot around security and how they hide the number from from the merchant so you don't have these issues but then there's the rest of the ecosystem where you you kind of need to exist where they don't accept Apple pay or even then they need a longer term card relationship
0: yeah yeah very interesting so, with these virtual cards that the final sets up, is it, is it something that they, the user has to do? Is it like user intensive or is it pretty intuitive?
1: Well, it's both. Uh, intensive isn't a word I would have used, though. Uh, it's, it's literally from our mobile application, two, two clicks and you have a new card number. So in a lot of times, it's actually quicker than pulling out your wallet and finding that card number. Um But yes, it it needs to be a little bit proactive, but it's one of those, every time you have a lost stolen or your card gets breached, you actually have to go and do this process anyway. So uh, we've had a lot of customers kind of use us and then say, this saved my, you know, You know, saved me from having a ton of hassle. And industry stats are about eleven hours on average to actually get all those relationships back in place. It's usually in multiple chunks, so it becomes a really big headache. But you know, we make it either from web or mobile. Two clicks, you have a whole new card number. It automatically locks itself to the merchant, so it's a lot of kind of set it and forget it, um, which makes it really easy for the consumer to use.
0: Right, because we we are a very set it and forget it uh, society, so. We, we like the ease. I love that. Um, and I also love that it has a lot of, um, perks that I, that I like 0% annual fee. You have a no over your limit fee. Talk to us about some of those perks that you guys have built into the card to make it, you know, super great for the consumer.
1: Yeah. So there's no annual fee. Um, uh- uh, we're 1% cash back. We're actually looking at more in line with how does this, how do we see our customers using the product? Can we actually partner with a bunch of the, let's say the high volume merchants to get our customers a better discount at them um, uh, akin to let's say United card or, or an SPG card. Um, uh, what else did you say? Sorry. Uh, you know, from the credit perspective, there's not a lot of room to innovate. That's a place where there's a lot of regulation in place. And unfortunately while I would love to have, you know, there's it's a no interest card for the life of it. At the end of the day, we do understand we're a credit card and we're helping people finance their lives that time. Um, and for us, it's just a question of making sure we've have the right risk profile. From other benefits, we have, we're Visa Signature Card, which means we get a bunch of great benefits from the network. We have roadside assistance. We have uh, I want to say travel insurance. There's there's a bunch of things that all come kind of standard with that. And as we look at it, it's also uh, to the future. Can we bring things like um, you know, travel insurance or, or actually, sorry, the, the one really that I, I'm looking for and h- pushing the team to figure out how to solve, cause it's not actually trivial is kind of rental car insurance so that we can be first tier. So you, so you can know, you can just decline everything. We don't do that today, but figuring out how to, uh, kind of get that in place is it's actually a really hard problem from a kind of underwriting insurance perspective. Um, as you might expect, you need to under, you know, you're just doing a lot behind the scenes to make a really simple customer experience is what we try to do.
0: Right. But I love that you are continuing to uh, innovate, that that is actually like a core value, because I, I'm not sure that exists in, you know, many of the other credit card companies. I mean, you know, this this seems very millennial friendly. This seems like something that, um, you know, really is an interesting product to have in your wallet.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's one of those. It's innovate, but then also simplify Um In in all honesty, virtual cards have existed for 20 years, but the implementations have never been as simple as a toggle for, you know, merchant locked or one time used. Uh, So it's, it's just continue to think about the product and build better functionality so the customer loves us more and more every day and that we wow them. The other side of that is also being as transparent as possible to explain to them if there's fees on the card, whether it's interest or we we do have a 2.5% international fee, why there's a fee and why we do that so we're aligned with the customer. So the international fees, even behind the scenes, when you make a a cross-border transaction, um, there's a fee to the bank to do that. So rather than us just eating that and having to kind of hide that we're making money off you another way, we say, the fee we're, we're essentially passing on the fee to you um, because it adds more burden to us as a company. Uh, yeah, so what, for one, sure. of, one of the core pillars is this concept of radical transparency. It's why we also love email servicing uh, and customer service is because you have a full transactional dialogue between the company and you and there's no question about what we said versus what you said. Um, at one point, and we do so much more email volume uh, from a customer service perspective than phone that this is less of a thing, but we wanted to even give you the call recordings so that you could have a full dialogue between you and the company and there was no question and no kind of uh, question period whether or not you said something or we said something to you over the phone. Uh, we do so much more email that that's actually become a lower priority because it doesn't really, you know, we, we do so little phone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one of the other things we do around kind of continue iterating on the product is early on we didn't have this, but then at some point I kind of looked at the product and said, let's make this even simpler. And so all our statement cycles, so every single time that your credit card, you know, sends you a bill and then you have to pay it, all our statements are set up for the the calendar month. So you get a January, February, a March, an April, a May, a June so on and so forth statement, as opposed to a traditional credit card where they put you on some date, let's say the 13th of the month, and that's when you kind of tick over from their statementing. So you have a 13th to the 13th statement, but that doesn't really make sense with how anyone thinks about time.
0: Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/etm that's m o n a r c h m o n e y.com/etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit, I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash ETM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off.
1: So we said, how do we we simplify this product even more? Um, There's a few other things we have in the works that aren't released yet, one of which is kind of uh, what we're calling super auto pay. Uh, and I guess I'll just announce it here. It's not live yet, but hopefully we'll be soon um, where we actually do it. You know, we enable you to pay us back every day or every calendar day or every weekday, sorry, uh, around, you know, the, the balance that you've accrued so that you can treat this credit product similar to a debit card product. We'll I
0: love rent. that. Um,
1: and so, you know, you don't have to worry about any of the concern of getting into essentially credit debt. But you get all the rewards and all the protection that a credit card line gives you, plus all the other functionality we have.
0: I love that. That's one of my big mantras is to treat your credit cards like debit cards, uh, you know, and, and take advantage of all the great perks that a credit card does offer because it does offer perks, you know, and I think we too often just talk about all the negative sides of of credit cards and and don't, you know, focus on the reasons why they can actually be helpful for you.
1: No, exactly. We agree. It's, you know, it's this, this industry, this product, really, because a credit card is a financial services product, has this double-edged sword. It has all these benefits. And in fact, the credit side of it isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, a lot of, you know, people or businesses use the credit to finance their life. They make a big purchase and they want to pay it off over the next six months. And, but it's a too, smaller, too small of a dollar value for a bank to give them a loan or the merchant to give them a loan. Um just because of the amount of paperwork so this is just an existing kind of vehicle for you to finance things. now on the other side of that line is you know you running up multiple credit cards and having this crushing debt, which is not where we want customers to go because it's just it's it's bad for everyone, right uh, from exactly. a and, if, you know, to expose some of the dirty little secrets of the industry, it's actually even bad for the bank because that's a higher risk of that money just never returning to you. And if we look at the 2008, 2009, a lot of people went bankrupt because of credit card debt, because of mortgages and, uh, you know, uh, and, and kind of a bunch of other debt. So it's how do we make align? You know, one of the things and kind of puns that I, I, I make is how do we align the interests of our customers with the interest we make from them?
0: I love that. Yeah, exactly. That makes that makes great sense. So tell me, you know, what is the process for somebody to qualify?
1: Yeah, so uh, can't actually give the exact credit policy as much as I would love to and be totally transparent. But you know, as we look at it, it's good to excellent credit um, is what we say on our website. And this is one of those regulated areas where I unfortunately just can't say a ton more. But there's just there's a standard kind of online application. Uh, You enter relatively standard kind of uh, personal information. We do need your social because it does give you a full line of credit. We are, you know, we compete with Capital One or Amex or Discover or Chase or City or any of the big guys or even any of your small community banks, but we're doing it without really having an existing relationship. So we take all this uh, PII, which we treat very sensitively, uh, do a credit poll, do a bunch of kind of other things behind the scenes to make sure that uh, you, you are who we say we are or you are who you say you are. Uh, and then if approved and that goes through a credit policy uh, that's relatively blind uh, for regulatory reasons and also just, you know, it makes everything more fair, uh, you're you're instantly approved or you go through our review process. If instantly approved, you can actually immediately download the mobile app or actually uh, we recently rolled out applications on the mobile app uh, and, and start using the line of credit. Start replacing your Netflix and your Comcast and your Lyft with these cards so you can s- simplify your life uh, and get it to the set it and forget it mode. Uh, we also, you'll get a card in the mail in seven to 10 days uh, and be able to then start spending there, activate obviously either web or mobile. But it's really, you know, one of the premises early on was how do we make this customer experience similar to what you get from a Lyft, Uber, from, a, from an Amazon, from an Apple, um, knowing that kind of the financial services company, the big banks, they aspire to this, but they just kind of are hamstrung by a lot of what they uh, have had in place for the last 20 years.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. All right. So last question, you know, what in your sort of opinion and and view, do you think this is this is the future of uh, the credit card industry? Are they kind of become more like your model?
1: Uh, That's a that's a half an hour conversation point. Um, Yeah, I mean, when we look towards the future of credit cards, Uh, I think in the next five to 10 years, we might actually be able to get rid of the physical card because NFC will be ubiquitous enough. So like Apple pay acceptance will be ubiquitous enough. Uh, But you'll still need a line of credit and given us regulations, it's still, it's still going to have to come from a bank Uh, where we kind of continue going from there. uh, It's, you know, credit cards as a product haven't really changed in, in my lifetime and really even as I talk to the 50 year olds in their lifetimes, it's been a single number or you know, and a statement in the mail. So uh, this is what we know the banks aspire to, they come to us and talk to us for that reason. Uh, but we, we're not done building new features, we're not done building new product to make the customer experience even better. Uh, as we also look at it, there's no reason this shouldn't expand into the kind of rest of your holistic banking experience. Uh, we use the word holistic a lot internally because that's really how we want to think about treating our customers. Uh, eventually on the roadmap, there's the concept of us issuing a debit card, uh, similar functionality and actually, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but because I've yet to see it in the market and I'd love to be first, but you know, if someone beats me, I'd be happy the product's out there. The ability to have actually multiple checking account numbers on top of one account. So similar to what we do with virtual cards because every time you give out for direct deposit or you know utilities only typically take uh, you know, account numbers, you're giving out this thing that really holds a lot of your your personal cash. Um, And while that's fine for now, uh, it's, you know, it'd be really nice to be able to control that, right? Venmo, for the most part, wants to take your money via a bank account because it's cheaper for them to transfer it out from that way. So if you were able to segment how they can take money from you, it'd give you a lot more control and a lot more peace of mind. Um, over time, and and this even goes on to like we're big fans of what the the teams at uh, Betterment or Wealthfront are doing around kind of uh, set it and forget it investing and helping you kind of grow for the long term.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. All right, so tell everyone where they can uh, find Final.
1: Yeah, you can find us at uh, www.getfinal.com, and you can actually go and apply at signup.getfinal.com. up uh, There's a link, you know, on www.getfinal.com for the application and learn more. And there's actually a a nice little video we put together to explain really the virtual card value proposition, but really we've kind of evolved even more so in the last few years into just more of a digital first product offering and, and a better customer experience. You can also, and our support team's gonna love this, but you can email us at getfinal.com if you have any questions, and we can answer them kind of ahead of time. Uh, we try to be as transparent as possible. So, you know, there's, a, you know, terms and conditions are all up there, privacy policy and things like that are all kind of up on the web for people to read ahead of time and get comfortable on applying.
0: I think it's just going to be really interesting to see where the future of credit cards is going to take us. And if final is any indication of kind of the innovation that is going to happen, I'm all for it. I had not heard of final before I interviewed Aaron, and I I am super intrigued. And I think this is such a unique concept, and it's actually working to help, you know, fill a need, I think, that's out there with the amount of credit card theft that's happening and just the pain in the butt that sometimes credit cards can be. If you've ever had your credit card number taken, if you've ever had theft, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As always, you can find notes to final and all the things that we talked about in the show notes. I'm going to have links in there and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And hey, do me a favor. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends, head on over to the link in the show notes and leave us a review.